This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for today's episode because we have a guest on for one of the first times in a hot minute. So this will be super exciting. But before we get into it, if you love this podcast, which I hope you do, and you've heard me say this so many times before, but please make sure to share it with a friend, send it to a family member, post it on your social media, all of that, because we're really trying to build the collective, and I would appreciate it so much if all of you help me do that. This past weekend, we had our first WTTC coffee hangout, and it was so wholesome. It was so wholesome. It was so sweet. We had girls from all over the world. We had girls from Italy. We had girls from Switzerland. We had girls from Arkansas, from Nova Scotia, from Romania, like literally girls from all over the world. And it was just so cool to hear everyone's stories, hear hear everyone's kind of professions and what they're looking for and seeing the different ways that each girl kind of connected to one another. And it was just, it was so nice. We literally just spent an hour on Zoom, super chill, all kind of hung out. We talked about different languages that everyone speaks. We talked about kind of what our careers are, what we are looking forward to. And it was just so nice. So I really want to make sure that this is something that we do a little bit more often. So I'm thinking once a month or once every two months, we have these coffee hangouts again. So if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, then keep your eyes peeled and (laughs) listen to all the episodes, look on social media, all of that, because that's where I'll be posting everything. Also, if you haven't already joined the WTTC group chat, the link is down in the description of this episode. Go and join it. It is so incredible. And as someone who has grown up and never really felt like I kind of had a girl gang to support me, having this group chat and all these girlies just be so supportive of one another is everything that is healing my inner child. It is everything that I've needed in life. So make sure you come and join. It is currently the first week of October when we are listening to this episode, and so our September challenge has officially ended. However, I'm personally going to continue on this challenge into October because there there has been a few things that I just have not accomplished to my liking. For example, I didn't finish reading my book, and so that's something that I want to finish this month. And... That's also just to show everyone like it is okay if you don't completely achieve everything that you were hoping to. As long as you're taking the steps to achieve it, that's all that we can ask and that's all that really matters. So be kind to yourself and just recognize that like you're still putting the work in and you're still going to achieve things. It just might not happen within the time frame that you were expecting. 
And so in the month of September, I'm going to continue on with this challenge because I love doing my affirmations every morning. I love giving out the compliments. I love really just prioritizing myself and my own mental health and just reminding myself what a boss bitch I am and helping me to just kind of build that confidence and level up just a little bit. So that is something that I am going to continue on into October. But also, I just love the beginning of a new month. I feel like it's a time for me to really think about what it is that I want in life and kind of think about what it is that really like just what I want to achieve, kind of what vibe I want to put out there, what energy I want to put out for the month. And to me, it's almost kind of like a reset button. It's a time where I can kind of hit restart. I can recreate who it is that I want to become. I can put everything that happened the month before in the past and I can move forward. So going into this new month, I want us to all really think about what it is that we want, what it is that we have as our intention. And I posted on the WTTC Insta page, what is your intention for October in one word? And I said that my intention for this month is focus. And that's because I feel like I am so fucking frantic lately. I feel like I have so many different things going on. I can't focus on one project at a time. I'm basically being pulled in so many different directions. So for this month, I really want to focus. I want to focus on one thing at a time. I want to accomplish it and move on. And I really want to make sure that I am prioritizing what needs to be prioritized and just really paying attention to things. So If you didn't go answer that question on Insta, think about it right now and think about what is going to be your intention for this month in one word. Think about how you can make sure that that intention stays current in everything that you're doing, different steps you can take this month to really make sure that that intention is present and just remind yourself that a new month, fresh start, you can literally become anyone that you want to be. Okay, but this week's episode is super exciting because we have one of the first friends I've ever made in Toronto on the podcast. We have Tess from Busy Blooming coming on. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC 
all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. On today's episode, we have none other than the highly, highly recommended Tess Barkley coming onto the podcast, and I am so excited to have you here. Tess, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Literally everyone has been requesting you and it's about <laughs> time that we sat down and we had this girl's chat. Yes, it's about damn time. I yeah. know. We met when? Like six months ago? I'm trying to think when we first met in person. See, and that's like so crazy to me because I if I actually think about it, I've lived in Toronto since January. So that's what, like nine, yeah, like nine months? months ago. And I'm yeah. like, I literally feel like I just moved here. So like, I feel yeah. like you and I have known each other for I know a long time. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like I know. so long. I know. Um, But for anyone who doesn't know who you are, give us a little brief intro, explain who you are, what you do, all of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Tess Barkley. I'm a full-time content creator on TikTok. I talk a lot about marketing and branding and content advice, of course, embracing the cringe that comes with being a content creator, all of that on TikTok. And then I'm also the founder of Busy Blooming. We are a community of tens of thousands of people all over the world, content creators and entrepreneurs. And we have events in Toronto. We have a free community. You should definitely go join. You can follow each other, create a little profile. We have I do coaching also, courses. Busy Blooming is just the place to be for content creators and entrepreneurs. And yeah, I live in Toronto, 27 almost. Oh my God, I love it. Engaged. Engaged, yeah. Oh my God, wedding planning. Wedding planning is non existent, um, but it definitely should be. I've been engaged for <laughs> almost two years, but it's fine. We're going to get it. We're going to okay. get there. Take your time. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about pre content creation tests. Okay. What okay. job did you have? Why did you leave it? All of that. Yeah. So I graduated from U of T in 2018 and I have the most random degree. I have a degree in writing and grammar, which is so random. Um, But anyways, I jumped right into marketing. So I worked in marketing for I think five 
and a half years, if I'm correct, all throughout Toronto. So I've worked at Big Four at KPMG. I worked at lots of tech startups and like AI tech startups. Um, I worked at a cancer charity, which is my favorite job ever. Um, so yeah, I, the last job I had before getting into content full, full time was at an AI tech startup. I was a product marketing manager and I loved it. Like I love marketing so much. Um, so I quit that job at the end of 2021. And then I went part time at a beauty brand and I worked in, as their influencer marketing manager for about a year. And then I went full time. So I kind of weaned my way out of corporate. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever feel kind of like that corporate pressure that a lot of people talk about? Like the whole like I have to hustle 24 seven or even just being a woman kind of in that environment? Totally. I think I was one of those people where I when I graduated from university, I think you you lose your identity a little bit because mm-hmm. you identify so much like as like whatever, like your major and your roommates and the house you live in and like your friends and all these things. So I think I made corporate like my personality trait. Like my entire mm-hmm. personality was like corporate girly. I always had my little pass in my pants like <laughs> everywhere I went. <laughs> so yeah, I think there was a lot of pressure to be a certain way. I think I definitely had a corporate persona at work. Like I would never speak the way I'm speaking right now. Like it was always very like, you know, professional and not right as yeah so anyways I think um definitely there's a lot of pressure to be a certain person I felt a lot in corporate I was really young too though at the same time yeah so going into kind of busy blooming Mm -hmm. how did that come to be like how did busy blooming kind of become what it is today and like what made you want to start it yeah, so I started Busy Blooming when I was in my corporate job. Like my biggest, like most corporate job was at KPMG. And for those of you who don't know, like big four environments are kind of notorious for being really, really competitive. Um, not like the best work-life balance, which I definitely felt the competitive energy at KPMG. I had a hard time. I had a really hard time making friends. I was so young. I was only 22 when I started there. And so I think if I went in now, I would love it a lot more. But anyways, at the time, I was really struggling I with making friends and just kind of navigating corporate life. Like, how do you even speak? Like, taking things offline and like it's just all this whole new language and world and anyway so I decided to start posting YouTube videos at the time um in like nine to five work week in my life and then I started a Facebook group because I thought you know what there's so many girls that follow me that are doing the exact same thing as me we're all the same age so I thought okay I'm gonna start a Facebook group for the corporate girlies called busy blooming because I thought we're busy because we're in our 20s and then we're blooming into our career so I started a Facebook group called Busy Blooming. And so for a couple of years from 2020 to 2022, it was like just like a Facebook group. And then last year in June, I thought, okay, this could actually be a business. And so I launched the business Busy Blooming in June. And so we're about a year old now. And we've actually pivoted recently into being just for content creators and entrepreneurs. Oh my God. That is one. That's amazing that you decided that you should do this like while you still had a full nine to five job. Like that's literally, I don't even, I don't even know like how you would do that. I mean, people all the time ask me, they're like, how do you balance all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. And I I think part of the (laughs) way that I honestly do probably balance it is because I don't have a nine to five. Like I can just do things randomly whenever I need to, but having a nine to five, oh my God. I know. I had no life. I still don't. Like I think people <laughs> like people who have a life, I think couldn't, but I yeah. don't really do anything or like leave my apartment. Yeah. So I feel like if you have like a, a normal like you go out and do things, I think it would be harder, but um I just don't. So it's been a lot easier. So you're like, okay, great. Yeah, I just don't leave. <laughs> so in terms of social media, I mean you've made such a big impact 
on social media, especially just within the past, what, like how long would you say? Like probably like a year. It's really just like popped off. Yeah. I hit 10K on January 1st this year. So this has been a big year on TikTok for me. Wait, 10K (laughs) on January 1st? Yes. Oh my God. You went at 90K. (laughs) I think I hit 120. I think 110 in the last like eight months or something. <laughs> it's been a crazy Holy year. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Wait, I didn't know that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good year for TikTok. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're like popping off. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So going off of that, yeah. what are some of your, I guess, top tips for someone who is trying to grow their audience on socials? Because I've heard so many things lately how now is the hardest time to grow on social media. I don't know if it's because it's just so saturated. Like there's so many people trying to do it, but what would be your tips for someone trying to do that? Yeah, I think it all, it all depends. The advice you should take should align with what you want to do. So I think the reason all the advice online can be really overwhelming, it's because it's like post 10 times a day and use trending sounds, use these hashtags. But if you don't just want to go viral, that advice won't feel super aligned to you. It could be really overwhelming. So I think think about like what do you actually want to do? Because if you just want to get a bunch of followers and go viral, that's actually not horrible advice. But if you want to, maybe you're an entrepreneur, you have a podcast or a YouTube channel, you're trying to leverage TikTok more as an advertising outreach platform for your other businesses, I would do a completely different set of um, tips and advice. So for me, um, if you are listening, you have like a podcast or YouTube or anything, a business you're trying to kind of indirectly promote on TikTok, I would um, I would really pick a target audience to speak to and speak right to them. So think about, okay, uh, maybe you want to talk right to postgrads or right to content creators. And so talk, pick a persona in your head of somebody that you can think of, probably a younger version of you, and talk right to that person and say like, I'm going to teach you what you need to know. I know you're feeling this way. And that's a really that has really helped me. I also think series are such a good way to grow. Like start a series. It doesn't have to be every single day. But um, on January, I think the reason I've grown so much since January is because I have starting January 1st, I created a different strategy for myself on TikTok. So I decided to not niche down what I talk about, but I niche down who I talk to. So when you do that strategy instead, it's so much more freeing because I thought, okay, I'm going to talk to content creators who want to be full time. And it's so much easier than just saying I'm going to talk about content tips. Because when you think about the audience first, there's so many tops you can talk about, like the cringe side of it, the confidence, the scheduling, the technical stuff, like it opens you up a little bit. So that's what I did this year. Series, um, yeah, and I also think just have fun. Like if you're not having fun, and I know it's so annoying to hear that because you're like, okay, but I want to grow. But if you're not genuinely, I used to talk about corporate tips all of last year and I grew to 10K. January 1st, I switched to start talking about content and marketing tips. And I think my energy was so different because I was so much more excited about it. So think about that. You deserve to have fun. <laughs> totally. And I mean, energy is such such an important thing. Like I feel like a lot of the Mm -hmm. time we don't really think about that, but like the energy we're putting out, like that's what's going to have people attract, like attract to you, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And also I think it's really, it's such a good tip how you said kind of niche down a little bit on like the audience that you're specifically talking to. Cause I think a lot of us, we get really nervous that if we're too specific in an audience we're gonna like limit ourselves to yeah kind of everyone else do you know what I mean but like yes in reality the amount of postgrads there are in the world is like a shit ton like do you know what I, I mean? know like yes yeah 
Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online, at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into Jira tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Going off of what we just talked about, so you posted kind of a whole being cringe, being cringe, entering your cringe era, all of that. Explain to everyone what you mean by that and like why this is so important, especially when you're on social media. Yeah, I think it is cringy like to post on TikTok and Mega Podcast and do YouTube. So I feel like when I was just starting out, I was always so paranoid about being like trying to make it seem not cringe or every time I would talk to somebody, like try to make it make sense and like be like, I'm doing this because of like, I have a business. I'm not just like, you know, so I think the second I was like, okay, I'm just going to embrace it that it is a little bit weird. People might think it's a little bit cringy and it makes it so much easier and lighter. And so um, anyways, I made a video. I went kind of viral. I think it has like a couple million views, but I did a video about earlier this year about the secret hack to success is being cringe. And um, anyways, yeah. So I think that's been a lot of my um, stuff on TikTok now because I think it's so freeing because everyone is so afraid of being cringe. Like even when I worked in corporate, I did my YouTube vlogs. I was terrified that somebody would come up to me and be like, I saw you. And that happened to me often. People be like, I follow you on YouTube. It, it's like a feeling you can't describe that is you're just like want to crawl out of your skin. So um, anyways, I think embracing the cringe, it's all about just being cringy, being a cringy queen and owning it. I totally agree. I mean, I always say like everything's cringe until it actually works out for you. Yeah. You know, like everyone's like, oh, that's so fucking like embarrassing that you're going <laughs> to post know. on TikTok until you get like so many followers, you get these brand deals, you get to go do cool shit. And then everyone's like, oh, like I know. love it. Yeah. Like they're so cool. <laughs> yeah. So like I yeah. totally agree. Like embrace the cringe. Like, yeah, it might be kind of embarrassing to like do stuff. But at the end of the day, if you love it, like why would you not? Yeah. And I think like confidence isn't a requirement for action. Like you don't have to be confident before you do something. I think that's what I always waited for as well. Like, okay, I'm going to wait till I feel super cool and like calm collected and then I'm going to start posting, but you won't ever. I still don't feel that way. So I think, yeah, it's like, I also think cringe is a growing pain from being where you are to where you want to be because you can't like grow. It's like a literal pain. Like it feels awkward and painful and it's just a sign that you're getting, like you're growing into a future version of you or into success or your goals. And you could try to think of it that way as well. Yeah. That's honestly such a good way to think of it because it's almost like you're stepping outside your comfort zone. Like you just get that little awkward like pit in your stomach type of yeah. feeling when you do it but that's yeah. when you know that you're literally going to just level up and become like a better version of you yeah totally so 
being a full-time content creator now, do you Mm -hmm. ever feel like you get a little bit of pushback or a little bit like certain comments or anything like that because this is now your full-time job? I, again, don't really talk to that many people. (laughs) Again, I think if I had this like big friend group or something, maybe, but like, I, I don't know. Like my circle is so small. Like Mm -hmm. I, like I always say on our podcast, like normalize having no friends (laughs) because (laughs) I just like my family is my everything. Like my fiance, his brother, like my in-laws and then my sister, my mom, like that is basically like the only people I talk to. I have one content creator friend um, who I'm really close with, but honestly, like my circle is so small. And so I feel like that's been a reason why I just like don't care because everyone who I'm around is like obsessed. Like they yeah. love it. They're like even my storm works full time with me now at Busy mm-hmm. Blooming as of like oh a God. month ago. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. He used to work in tech sales and yeah. for like five years and Anyways, he's with me now. Every we work together all day. So, um, yeah, literally everyone's like just so on board. But I honestly, I think when I was younger and I had more friends, like more of like a bigger circle of like acquaintances and coworkers. Like I don't even have coworkers, right? So, yeah, I think it is a lot. There's so many more opinions, but mm-hmm. I just I don't struggle with that as much. But I really believe that has been like such a a key to like growing and doing like taking more risks and doing things and I would recommend that to anybody like at least just be pay attention to who you share things with I think a little bit too because I used to just tell everybody about everything and so I don't know like it should be normal that people are obsessed with you who you're around and like love you and Mm -hmm. think it's cool so definitely pay attention to how you feel like when you're talking about certain things with your friends and circle um but yeah personally I haven't really gone through that too much yeah okay good (laughs) but I am literally the same like we're literally the same person I love yeah I'm like if it's not (laughs) Dean or my mom like I don't know who I'm really talking to who I'm talking to my podcast (laughs) and I'm talking to like thousands of girls but like In my day-to-day life. And so same, like it just makes everything so much more exciting. And like Dean's dad is loving TikTok. Like he's such a TikTok king. So anytime (laughs) something happens or someone reaches out or like whatever, he gets so excited about it. And he's my favorite person to tell. And so that just makes me want to do it more because I'm like, yes, I want to get invited to an event or something and like bring your dad with me. Like, yes. Oh my God. No, literally like family events. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. Um, now that Storm is working with you full time, how is that? Like, how is that yeah. in your relationship? Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? <laughs> like, it's actually horrible. No. Um, <laughs> it's been so fun. Like, okay, I, okay. as you know, like mental health with entrepreneurship and content, it, it is such I I don't share about it online ever. And so it's something I want to do more later. <laughs> but I think um like next year sort of thing. But anyways, I I really struggled this year, like mentally, <laughs> with just the stress and the highs and the lows and the workload and the mm-hmm. like they're, they're, like as you know, you share you're so good at being open about all this stuff online. <laughs> but like I love it. Every time I see you post anything, maybe it's on your close friends, I'm just like, I feel so seen. Like oh, I because no, I, it's because you see all of the content that I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why is no, this happening? And I'm no, crying but, and I'm like, I don't no, know. No, but that's me every day. Like normally it's crying every day as an entrepreneur. Like it's just yeah. so stressful and overwhelming. And so anyways, I just don't show any of that online. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, having Storm come in, like he's so, he's so everything I'm 
not good at he is like an expert at so like he even like built us a chat bot and like like read it all our website and the customer experience and he's Mm -hmm. like just does everything and so it's been really nice like it's been like honestly like life-changing like my haven't cried in a really long time so that is such a win like weeks so yeah it's been really really fun but we were saying i could see for a lot of people how this like just would not work Mm -hmm. because it's so it's just such an interesting dynamic, but it's been a lot of fun. We have like our little Monday Starbucks meetings. We go through oh the week. God. I love that. <laughs> it's I really fun. I feel like it's probably so good to just kind of have that support because like, yeah. like you said, like being an entrepreneur, especially when you're your own founder, like you're not a co-founder, yeah. going yeah. through that by yourself. Like I always say, of course – like, of course, like, people in my life, like, care. But I'm like, yeah. no one cares as much as I do no. at the end and Nobody of the ever will. No. And so it can be so isolating. And you can kind mm-hmm. of be like, no one actually understands what's going on. I know. And it's like, as a founder, you have a vision in your head. And sometimes mm-hmm. that vision changes. But no one can see it. So yeah. even when people tell you, like, you're doing such a great job, you're doing so amazing, you it doesn't it doesn't mean as much. Because you're like, you, you don't. You, there's no measure between yeah. what I wanted to do and what mm-hmm. is happening. So it's a really hard – it's, like, the best, like, personal development thing I feel like you could go through oh, starting a company. Totally. I have learned more about myself <laughs> in the past two years. Literally. And I literally have in, like, 26 years of life. So I know. Same. It's so insane. Okay. So going on kind of the mental health um, topic – do yeah. you have anything that you like to do every day or anything that you found really helps kind of getting your mental health in check and like being, I don't know, taking care of yourself? Yeah, I think I have struggled a lot th- this year. And again, it's something I feel like I always have a hard time sharing with mental health when I'm in it. And I always mm-hmm. want to wait till I'm out of it, which I know is not the best time to do that. But anyways, I think earlier this year, I really, really struggled with just the lows like it's so easy to have those low days you're like everything I'm doing is ugly and horrible Mm -hmm. and I'm like just a failure and I think I went through a lot of that just because there's that creative gap of what you're trying to do and where you are now and the gap just feels impossible to close like it's impossible to get what you want like what you're trying to build right now um so yeah now I feel like I'm in such a better place and I think the biggest thing for me is just being so aligned and clear on like what you actually want to do I think that's what I had a hard time with is entrepreneurs like we have so many good ideas and so many things that we want to do and so you do so many things at once but simplifying being like okay Mm -hmm. like even busy blooming pivoting it to being only for content creators entrepreneurs is like the biggest save for my mental health I feel like because it's like that's so aligned with me and so much more effortless and easy so I think just trying to get really really clear like what do you actually want to do and make it like one or two things and then like mm-hmm. slowly build towards it. Um, in terms of like a, on a more micro scale, like day to day, I try to just lean into being more like, you know, the soft life, whatever yeah. this kind of going around, like just not having to get up at 5am and make a to-do list and go to the gym and like do all these things. Like, like just really checking in on like, I just sometimes want to scroll on TikTok in the morning and yeah. go for a walk and just wake up at 830 or nine. And like, I think just doing things that feel really great and that's one of the best parts about being self-employed is like you can 
you know, have more freedom of your schedule. So mm-hmm. taking the pressure off of like, this is what it should look like being an entrepreneur and just doing what feels good and being kind to yourself. Like it's so hard <laughs> like building something, even as a part-time content for an entrepreneur, like it's really, really difficult. And I think just being nice to yourself and letting yourself scroll on TikTok for too long and like sleeping in too late and feeling, if you feel down, it's not a sign that you're doing anything wrong. It's like you're a human being, you're not a robot. So I think I've just learned to be a lot kinder to myself and it's so hard because you have a vision of what success looks like, but I think just, yeah, taking the pressure off has really helped. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, the whole like soft girl trend that's going around. Yeah. I am trying so hard. Me too. It's hard. (laughs) Like I am trying so hard. And I think for me, like one of the things is just trying to not let everything affect me. And I know that that's so much easier said than done. Like I'm such a sensitive little bean. Like literally someone will say one thing and all of a sudden I'm like spiraling. So just trying to just like let everything kind of like let everything kind of just brush off me is Mm -hmm. so it's so much better for my own mental health. Like it just It's not hurting anyone at the end of the day other than myself if I let everything affect me. So just kind of like recognizing that and like letting things flow off has been so helpful. Yeah. And I think just remembering like I used to be like hard work is equal success. That's Mm -hmm. always what was like. I'm still trying to unlearn that. I think it's just from like school and the corporate world and so many things. But hard work sometimes just equals hard work. Like it it doesn't always equal success. I felt like that on my YouTube channel. I would grind out for years and I I didn't have much success with it. Mm -hmm. So I think just like being able to let things go as well. And like you said, like the comments, the negativity, like people are going to think what you're doing is horrible. (laughs) Like that doesn't mean that it is. So I think Mm -hmm. just it's really – it's so much easier said than done because I'm the same. I'll get one comment. I'm like, okay, I'm deleting my TikTok. I'm done. (laughs) Literally. Like I would post a video. I posted like a bagel video and someone made a comment about the way I say bagel and now every single time I said to Dean, I was like, you're going to have to do every voiceover from now on because I can't can't pronounce it. (laughs) Like I'm so – no sensitive Kate you know what though people in Ontario say bagel weird because you're from Alberta right yeah and I'm from BC and people say I say think I say it weird as well I think they say it weird and we're saying it normal I don't know but people <laughs> the people on my video are like having a field day and I'm like you're not okay I'm like oh my god so then I literally said to Dean I was like you're gonna have like I'll write you a script and you're gonna have to say it because I'm like I can't. I can't with anyone. Your bagel Sunday videos are so iconic, though. Oh, my God. Thanks. Is it Sunday? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's so good. Oh, my God. Thanks. (laughs) It's our new favorite thing. But, okay, going back into the content creator mindset, one of the questions I got on Insta is how or, like, what is the best way to make money consistently from content creation? Because I know that it can be something that is – definitely very difficult. And so this girly sent in a message and basically was like, I'm kind of tired of like pitching myself to like five to 10 brands per day. Like, do you have kind of a best way to pitch or like, how should I be making money off this? Like, should I have other streams of income? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think brand deals is one of those things that is so oversimplified online. People are like, just start a TikTok and just get brand deals. Like that's that. It's not that simple. And I think it takes so, so, so long. And even for me, like 
it's like every month is so different. So one month I'm like, I am slaying the brand deals. Like this is amazing. And then the next month I'll have one smaller one. So I I think it just, it's takes a while to get to that point where you have the rollout from months before coming in because you also don't get paid for like 60 to 90 days sometimes. So I would just say consistent income if you, I would honestly say don't rely on, on brand deals for consistent income just because it can be so discouraging. Again, like she said, like pitching it brands is the most soul sucking thing mm-hmm. <laughs> because they, they don't often respond. And it, yeah. I get it. Like I used to be on the influencer side and you only have budget for probably two months of the year. And so if you happen to hit a brand when they have that campaign going on, um, you, they usually don't, don't even respond. So I think not to say it's a waste of time. I told, I had I made a video one time on TikTok about that and then a bunch of people made videos being like this girl is, doesn't know what she's talking about oh it's not a waste of time like you should email brands I'm like okay I don't think it's a waste of time I just think the ROI and the time isn't as high as yeah. like, making a piece of content but it, it could be great because then when they do have a campaign they'll, they'll think of you but anyway I think um another good way is try to think of your audience that you're speaking to online and they have problems that you are probably speaking to. And so how can you solve them through other ways? That's either passive or active income. So potentially coaching or coffee chats if you want to be more casual or digital downloads or a long form piece of content like a YouTube channel has that AdSense after a while or a podcast has AdSense after a while. So I think just try to think of how can you solve your audience's problems in either passive or active income? And that will probably be more stable. Mm Mm-hmm. If someone did want to reach out to a brand though and pitch themselves, Mm -hmm. do you kind of have a layout that you follow or is there some like tips or tricks that you have to kind of just like get on their radar? Definitely. I actually just went, Storm and I had a little meeting about this yesterday because he's going to start doing it. (laughs) So yeah, definitely. I think the closer you can get to the source of the influencer marketing manager, the better. So I always think start with social media because email from a user journey perspective for an influencer marketing manager, there's so many steps to get to your account. Like they have to get the email, click in, go to it. Like that's a lot of work. So going on social media, tagging brands is like a really underrated way. I feel like Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten many brand deals from tagging brands on TikTok. So that's something to think about to get their attention. Um, DMing them, of course, on um, Instagram and TikTok, asking for that email, the influencer marketing manager. I think it's just like a first step. Um, I think when you do pitch them and email them, either in the DMs or or in the DMs, um, make it all about them. Don't make it about you. I think that's a really common mistake is people say, I do this and I have this many followers and I have this community. Like, Make the whole email basically about them and keep it really short. So I would say two paragraphs max and just say, my community would love wake water or something like because Mm -hmm. they're oh they're so busy and they need a little pickup in the day and here's a video idea I have I'd love to integrate that like make it all about them the entire email quickly link your socials um maybe I wouldn't necessarily recommend attaching anything because sometimes it goes to spam if there's an attachment um but yeah I would say just two paragraphs about why you and like what ideas you have and why your audience would like them I think would help a lot Yeah. I 1000% agree. I think you made a TikTok video about this like a little while ago about like how to pitch out to brands and stuff. Yes. And as a brand, I literally thought it was the best video I've ever seen because- Oh, thank you. Like (laughs) having someone send an email being like, I would love to do a day in my life out like video and show- how I wear your workout clothes to a workout and then wear a sweatsuit to study, like blah, blah, blah. 
Yes. So much. It's so much better than having someone kind of reach out and be like, yeah, I have 50,000 on TikTok. My audience would like this. And you're kind of like, well, like, would they? Why? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But like having someone reach out and literally give ideas on like how I would integrate this. This is why I like your brand. This is what I found you, blah, blah, blah. It just makes it so much like it just feels like a better connection and it feels like they're actually going to one like the brand and like the product and like two yeah. actually want to do what they can to like promote this and put it out like they've obviously put thought into it and so I'm definitely more inclined to work with someone who like has put thought into their email rather than totally. copy and pasting you know totally and and painting them a vision like you said like yeah. I would like, study day in my life like you could picture it and so then when you go to their account like you're like oh I could see them do I know exactly what this would look like I know exactly what I'd be getting from this yeah Yeah. so much better so building your audience and trying to have an income from it and content creation (laughs) all that it's definitely like such a difficult thing but how would you recommend that someone kind of builds like an authentic relationship with their audience and like an authentic brand because of course if you're putting stuff out on social media you want it to be like received well and you want to have kind of that impact yeah I think first step is just don't care about followers reviews like Mm -hmm. it's so much easier said than done but it's just you're it's so contradictory if you are trying to build a community and foster that environment like to to care so much about the views and the followers because the way you talk to the camera and the way you create will not be as nurturing it's going to be more an outreach focused piece of content and I think it's good to have a, a mix but I think um try to be try to focus on who you have right now like even if you have literally 50 followers like talk to those 50 people and really really nurture them and be like okay you guys like the 50 of us like we're the girlies who get it like what are we feeling this week how are we doing like i know we're probably feeling stressed like really really make people feel a part of something uh, i think is a really great strategy on on social media i i when i started in january saying like we're 10,000 girlies like we're all want to be content creators like join like like let's join in this week and do something so I think really, really talk to the audience that you have. And I think indirectly, it does grow that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best way to build community on social media is to try to connect as much as possible. So try to think of, again, like talk the way you talk about your community is so, so important. I think people miss that a lot. So say like, um, I always throw in a hook of like on this account where the girlies who want to be full-time content creators by the end of 2023 like that immediately is like I'm a part of a group of something yeah um if you have a podcast pull them for the week how are we feeling this week what's the temperature check so I think that could be a really great way to build community and, and connection okay so last question but you have been doing a lot of like speaking engagements and like going out there talking to all these content creators doing all these incredible things I literally saw you did one yesterday yeah I did elevate yesterday which is so crazy (laughs) oh my god so cool um so when you do those types of things one do you always feel confident going into it or do you ever get like nervous and then second what are some tips or things that you do to kind of just prepare yourself, get ready for it, and just kind of like go in there and be like, I'm a boss ass bitch. I'm going <laughs> to tell everyone how to do this and like that kind of thing. I No, like no, definitely not confident. I was so nervous. I'm always nervous. And yeah. I think it's normal. It's okay. I think that's I, a good thing. It means that yeah. you care. Like it means that you're like, yeah, yeah. you care. 
Yeah, I was so not. I think yesterday was kind of like the sixth or seventh time I've done it recently. So I'm getting a, I can feel that I'm more confident because it's the same sort of thing you say right. over and over again. Um, and there's a lot of busy blooming people there too. So I'm like, okay, like I can just be normal. Yeah. But um, I spoke at McMaster a couple months ago and my hand was like literally shaking with the mic. I was so scared. <laughs> so I think for if anyone else is speaking, like I, it's so scary. It, it's just not natural. Um, yeah. But my biggest piece of advice is just be so prepared. Like yesterday, I knew there were three questions they were going to ask me. Like I practiced it doing my makeup, doing my hair. Like I was speaking out loud, like just trying to practice. So mm-hmm. I think that's all you can really do. And also remember, like it's not that deep and no one's probably even listening. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I Whenever I would give like school presentations and stuff, like I'm just not yeah. a public speaker. It's just not something that like I love to do. I'm getting better at it, but – I'd still rather stay at home and chill. But Same. whenever I had to give like school presentations, I would remind myself before I went up, I was like, no one's listening to me. Like no in the cares. best way, like in the nicest way possible to myself. I was like, no one gives two shits. So just no. like, go up there and do it and like you're done. <laughs> I know. It's like we think like they're hanging on to every word, but and, and they're not gonna remember, I think, as well, like a lot of it. So yeah. In the nicest way possible. Yeah. In the nicest way <laughs> no possible. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to today's episode. I am so excited. But before we kind of wrap it up, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you on social media, TikTok, your own podcast, where they can sign up for your courses, coaching, all of that? Yeah. So everyone go join Busy Blooming. It's completely free and it's such a like wholesome place in the internet. It's a lot of women and it's all content creators, entrepreneurs. We have profiles. You can follow each other. You can comment, like link your TikTok or podcast, everything. Like it's just such a nice community online. So definitely go join Busy Blooming if you also want to make make more friends. Um, and then also my po- – like everything's Busy Blooming. My, my content creator starter pack course, my coaching if you want to meet with me, um, our community, our events, everything's under Busy Blooming on social media and our website. And then my – TikTok is Tess Barkley. I'm back on YouTube now, Instagram. So yeah, just go follow me, send me a DM. And thank you so much for having me. I'm, we're going to do a swap, you guys. So you have to listen to the episode yes. with Brianna. It's going to be so good. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for coming. It was so amazing to have you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Tess for coming on to today's podcast. If you loved it, please let me know. And I love you guys and I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.